0: How's everybody doing out there in internet land? Hope you're having a good summer. Into the summer. It's coming to the end here, just after Labor Day. Recording this Tuesday, September 6th, 2022. I apologize for the delay in getting episode two out. I uh, I did not mean to have that big of a gap. I've had this, pl- uh, this show planned, and uh, I just, I have had a lot going on. I had to move my office, and... Just, yeah, crazy stuff, crazy stuff. But I'm committed to doing this podcast, and I do plan to have a, a more consistent schedule because I've already got the next two episodes planned out. So this particular episode, just going to be talking about tips for email. I have nine tips for email marketing. And there are, I, I kind of want to impress upon you if you're not doing any kind of email marketing right now, then you definitely want to consider adding it to your marketing strategy. This channel is often overlooked, not considered. And we live in a day and age where a lot of email ends up in the spam folder and, and that kind of thing. But there's some really good services out there that can help push those emails to the inbox where they need to be um, for years using primarily MailChimp active campaign, uh, constant contact for a few clients, but primarily I would say MailChimp is probably a good place to start. They're also great because they allow, I think on the free plan, it's up to 500 contacts for free. And then after that, it goes into the paid model, but you know, it gives you an opportunity to explore, try it out, plan out a few email campaign, you know, campaigns, upload your contacts, Uh, You can also easily embed uh, a newsletter subscription to join uh, for visitors on your website, and it's a great way to hook them back, especially if you run an e-commerce store. Uh, Shopify also has a really good integration uh, component for email marketing. Generally, if you have a shopper on your site and they buy something, they're automatically thrown into your subscription bin. Um, they don't charge extra for their, you know, their email, their email engine is not quite as robust as some of the other email, uh, platforms out there like MailChimp, Active Campaign, um, Octopus There's a few, but nonetheless, it works really well. So if you're capturing those emails from your visitors by asking for them to subscribe, uh, oftentimes you'll see pop-ups, especially on e-commerce sites if they join, they can get uh, a ten percent off coupon or some kind of offer. So that that oftentimes will work. Especially, you can uh, configure specific sites for first time visitors only, so they're only given the opportunity to utilize that coupon the first visit or first time. You know, it can only be used one time on their first purchase. So definitely have a strategy because email isn't dead. Matter of fact, uh, some recent stats. Uh, Mailchimp was recently purchased for eleven billion dollars okay um and according to uh uh stat- what is that website again I always get it wrong i cannot pronounce it statista statista thirty 30- No, is it 306? I'm going to have to double check that. I'm pretty sure it's 30 billion emails are sent out and received every day. Um, I could be wrong on that particular statistic. I should look that up real quick, but I don't have the URL right in front of me. But all to say is is that email is highly effective and I see incredible open rates with with clients that we manage their email campaigns for. I'm talking sometimes as high as 40% open rates. Now, generally speaking, you're going to probably expect somewhere between a two and 8% open rate. It's really going to come down to the types of titles that you use and your consistency, what value proposition is there and don't make them boring. Um, another thing too is, uh, getting into the tips. The first tip is scrub your list. So if they're not opening the emails, you can generally see who's opening and who's clicking. Um, if they're not opening the emails, then de- delete them. There's not really much sense in sending it to them. Keep your keep your email lists, uh, you know, fairly cleaned up. I know it looks better to have a huge number, but realistically, you want high open and click through rates. So if you're seeing some dormant email accounts uh, that they're not clicking on them, it's okay to it's okay to purge through and delete out some of those uh, old contacts in there. Use. Tip number two is going to be use casual subject lines. So uh, let's say you're selling a widget. Maybe it's um, if you're in the overland industry, it could be anything. Maybe it's a uh, rooftop tent maybe or something. but you're, you know depending upon what you're, what you're trying to promote, maybe it's a new widget of some kind that you've developed uh, that you fabricated. So maybe it's a new shower, right? Maybe you've come come up with a new shower. So rather than saying, you know, uh, the most useful shower for camping, use something like, uh, uh, you know, click to see how this shower. I'm just using this as an example, literally just pulling out out of thin air. But uh, might you know, use use uh, use subjects that capture them. So instead of the most useful camping shower, put in. How, um, uh, how it can be beneficial to them. So check out this shower and what a difference it can make for camping or make f- camping fun again with our new improved shower system. You want it to be compelling. You want them to feel like they're going to FOMO, they're going to miss out if they are not included on the latest, greatest widget that you have to offer. Uh, it could be a service, right? You might be a service provider. Maybe you're an off-road shop or something like that. So hook them in with not just, Hey, this is what we have and it's great, but tell them how much more a valuable experience that they'll have with this new product or service that you're offering. Um, a lot of times too, it's good to go ahead and actually test your email campaigns. This is just a bonus tip, test your email campaigns out. So maybe do half of your list, with one email blast with one particular subject and the other half just change the description or the subject line and see if there's any difference between the two campaigns. I mean, you're sending the same campaign out. You're just splitting it into two different segments. So you can kind of do some multivariant testing over time and see what effectiveness you have by using different adjectives or experience or emojis, whatever you're doing in the subject line. Number three, get followers uh, to your social platforms. So if it's a big ask to click on the product or service directly from the email, ask for them to follow you on on whatever social media platforms you are on. So solicit that follow. Um, It could be on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, whatever you're doing, wherever you're most active, that's where you want to draw your audience to those signals also get picked up by the social platforms. And they know kind of like that this is an interest point. Uh, Generally there's tracking within all of these emails, whether it's Google or their own uh, in-house, like Google analytics or own in-house analytics. And those analytics um, usually have a cookie attached to it. So they will kind of like kind of track and follow and you can retarget a lot of those people uh, through your social platform. So if nothing else, Make sure to ask for them to connect with you. Uh, a lot of people, companies also use those platforms as customer service outreach as well. So if they have any problems, hit us up on Instagram. If you have any problems, hit us up on Twitter. It's uh, a great way. Uh, or, you know, stay tuned to follow us on Instagram where we post the latest, greatest products or experiences, so on and so forth. Um, you get the idea. Uh, Number four, follow up on abandoned cart rate. So uh, some of the platforms have a system for following up, especially like uh, using like Shopify or Privy, uh, WooCommerce. I'm assuming that uh, if you're listening to this, you might have an e-commerce website. And oftentimes you'll find that people will come and they'll impulsively add stuff to the cart. Sometimes they get to the point where they've entered their email address. In that case, you can have a system set up where it sends them an email, like a follow-up, like, hey, did you forget about us? Or uh, did you have any questions? So sometimes if it's a considered purchase item, generally over like $500 to $1,000, they might impulsively add it to the cart and get, you know, kind of talk themselves out of the purchase for whatever reason. Usually... Uh, the more indulgent impulsive items are generally like, you know, under the $300 range. Um, either which way, though, you want to make yourself available to answer any questions or provide that customer service that may push them over the edge to, to finalize that particular transaction. So uh, yeah, have, having a system, and if you don't have one or you don't know if you have one, Uh, Reach out to your service provider. If it's Shopify uh, customer support, if you're running WooCommerce, there are plugins for WooCommerce. Uh, We are a WooCommerce development shop. So you can definitely feel free to reach out to me and ask any questions and we can always uh, help you out. Uh, Keep your emails. This is number five. Keep your emails short and to the point. Usually under 200 word emails have an average open rate, anywhere from seven to 38%. So anywhere where you can use rich media These are images you've taken. Uh, You've edited them in Photoshop or Canva or something, something compelling, a call to action of some kind. You want to have some emote, something from the reader, but not too wordy, right? So don't think that, you know, they're going to read this whole email. Try to keep things within like your paragraphs, like two to three sentences, and really get your value proposition in there. And then having listicles or bullet points for like features or specs, um, it, whether it's, uh, you know, maybe it's an overland trailer or it's some new, you know, something, uh, maybe it's the weight, the size, whether it runs on 12 volt, like the really important things that stand out quickly. Um, is it solar compatible? You know, these are the types of things like give the highlights and have some good imagery. It's also okay to embed, uh, like some sort of custom, like a, a review. So if a client, uh, gave you a great review, um, feature that, feature that usually towards the footer, maybe above like your social icons. You want the email to flow. So it's kind of like pow presenting with something, something cool. You can't live without this. Here are the features. Here are the highlights. This is what it can do for you. Uh, here's some images of the product and boom, ask for something, You know, uh, click here for a 10% off or Click here to follow us, to see more images on our Instagram. You know, that kind of thing. You want to kind of keep it short and concise, but visually appealing. Uh, tip number six, send emails early in the morning. So usually if you send around 6 a.m., you have a better chance of being opened first thing in the morning. Uh, a lot of times some of the email providers like MailChimp will actually suggest a time based upon after it accrues some data about your audience, it will try to find the best time. So it's usually going to be a time where they're not busy during the day or maybe not in a commute. So you really try to want to be there first thing in the morning. That's when people are first checking their emails. And then oftentimes maybe towards the evening off. I see MailChimp recommend some of our audiences to email out around five o'clock in the evening. That kind of makes sense by the time they're going to be checking their email again, you're going to be within probably the top you know, five or 10 emails Uh, depends on how much email they get, of course. So, uh, test them out by sending them first thing in the morning and you can schedule your email so you don't have to wake up and send it. You can just schedule the email to go out at a specific time on a certain date and be consistent with those. Um, number seven, tip number seven is going to be add value when you're selling. So rather than just always trying to pitch something that is like, Hey, look at my new widget, check out my new widget, buy my new widget have some kind of compelling offer or a story or a tip uh, to draw in with the experience. How do you use the product? Do you have images or a video of the, of the product being used? Is there any, anything beyond just the specs, the weight, you know, that kind of thing, that can add value to how that widget would be used in your potential customer's life and their journey and their experiences and that kind of thing? I say shower because it's one of the recent items I've purchased in the last couple of months from Geyser, Geyser Showers uh, out in Montrose, Colorado. And I tell you what, I tell you what, when you're out and you're going from campsite to campsite and you're, especially in the summertime, having a shower is like one of the best things you could experience when you're off-grid camping. Um, it's a sponge bath, of course, but I mean, just being able to cleanse yourself and not just go in your tent or your trailer and do the little baby wipe, you know, uh, you know what I'm talking about the baby wipe shower that I, we've all done the shower of shame, uh, cleaning your pits and your privates and all that stuff with a bunch of, you know, baby wipes or dude wipes or whatever you've got, nothing beats an actual running water shower. And so convey, that experience, what value does it make? Make people feel excited about getting out and experiencing uh, their adventure with your product or your your service. Um, I say service because it, maybe you're a, a fab shop or you're a gear shop or something like that. It's a little bit more tricky, but uh, because you know it's not something that like you can use <laughs> necessarily, like a shower or a solar lamp or something like that. But they're, they're very important and you can use the advantages of that to be able to like tow more, haul more, better gearing ratios for crawling, you know, whatever, whatever the case, Uh, the overland industry is very vast. So I don't exactly know what your business model is, but somewhere a story fits into it. And that's what you need to figure out what that is. And if you don't know, ask, ask the people around you, ask the people you work with, because together you can come up with ultimately the experience you're trying to deliver to your customers through your products and services. So number eight is resend, uh, uh, to unopened email. So you can change the subject line. It was like if some, if you had a big segment of your audience in your email campaign that never opened your email, send it again, change, change the subject line. Maybe tweak that a little bit. They're not clicking on it for one reason or another. So if you notice a large uh, data set of your, of your uh, database not opening your emails, you're gonna wanna double check that subject line and send it out again to the people who have not opened it. And uh, tip number nine is out add like a countdown timer inside your email. Um, only do this if you're selling something though. So this is kind of like a promo or if your product is running low, uh, it's a popular item. Sometimes it goes on back order and can take a little while to to come back into stock. If it's something that you know is in high demand and people want it, then you know provide some sort of uh, a sense of urgency that basically gets them to make that decision as soon as they go through the email. Um, Sometimes I can be a countdown timer, letting them know, like, supplies are limited, you know, this is our third run, so on and so forth. Maybe you're selling T-shirts or hats or cups. Whatever it is, make sure, if and only do this if it makes sense. And you don't want to do this for every email. Obviously, that would be kind of annoying and it look kind of cheesy. But if there is something that's really particularly hot or you think could be a hot item, use it to your advantage. You know, provide some, uh, some sense of urgency. Uh, so, I have a couple of screenshots of emails from some of my favorite companies um, that do that I get you know regular emails from and I encourage you to check out other competitors and sign up for their email marketing campaigns. One particular one is on offroad I know they 're real popular right now there's a lot of youtubers that are pimping them out they 've probably got some new ambassadors and things going on, but one of the things they do is they try to educate through their email. So they're providing tips. And one of the biggest ones that stood out to me recently, which I think uh, was last month sometime or two months, yeah, sometime in the last two months, was question, how do I find new trails, right? So that was kind of the, the lead-in. And then it goes into finding new trails and roads. And it goes right into, like, using the application. If I... Wasn't a subscriber to Onyx Off Road, and I got this email. I would think to myself, "Yeah, how do I find that new trails?" Uh, we all have our own systems and methods. Whether you're scoping stuff out on Gaia, or you've downloaded uh, you know apps or uh, maps from other people, or you're just looking at Google and you're looking at Forest Service roads, and you're you're trying to figure out where they might go and you're map them out. You know, someone can just solve the problem for you in an email that says. How do you find new trails? Let us tell you how. Uh, You're going to get a high click-through rate. You're going to get a high open rate on that. And they basically have three steps to refine your search, right? So they have a a one, two, three method. The email is is short and concise and takes you right into downloading the app if you don't have it. Um, Another another company that I like is Vertex. Um, They kind of do tactical clothing and gear. I like their bags. Their bags are great for multi-use. So, you know, I do a fair amount of traveling. So I I like some of their duffels. I have some of their pants, things like that. Great, great gear. Um, But in their email, they have a call to action, which is to listen to their podcast. Podcasting is a huge medium and it can be consumed at all hours of the day and night and that may be a little farther ahead than where you're at right now, but just like me doing this podcast, it's a great way to get information out there and let people consume it on their own time. They subscribe, and before you know it, you start building an audience, and that audience is going to listen to what you have to say. So Vertex has like this briefing room that they do. Um, they They have different... Guests on um, Kyle Lamb of the Vi- of Viking Tactics came on talking about flintlocks and forging. Um, they have people on talking about combat experience or problem solving, dog training, fighting firearms, fanny packs. You know, uh, addiction to the process of achieving you know goals or whatever. I mean, they have a whole myriad of different topics. They bring people on. It's a great way to. Get information out there. Have some personalities on uh, that people might be interested in listening to. So if maybe it's you know off-roading or camping, having people from other brands that maybe you resell, uh, whether it's tents or gear or whatever the case, uh, Roto Packs. I mean, who who knows, right? So maybe your storefront. Um, getting some of the people from the companies that you are a third party for would be a great way place to start. Um, silencer co does a great job with their emails. They're a company that makes, uh, suppressors for firearms and check their email out. I mean, subscribe, subscribe to some of these. I know it sounds crazy. Go subscribe to all these email and <laughs> newsletters, but it, it really can spark some creativity and some ideas, take notes and then pick a time to say, okay, I'm going to sit down, I'm going to build, you know, usually these services like MailChimp and some of these have like click and build templates. So you can just swap in your images, change your header, uh, your subject line. And maybe in the beginning, you just send it as a test to a few people. You say, Hey, how do you, what do you think? Do you like it? Uh, make some tweaks. And when you're finally feeling ready, send that sucker out and then start working on the next one. I recommend it at, a, at least a weekly it, at a minimum, a biweekly newsletter. Uh, the more, uh, you don't want to badger people, but you definitely want a high frequency. Especially if you're selling products directly on your website, you want to have a pretty consistent frequency. Your subscriber base is going to be used to seeing it, and you want to stick to that publishing calendar. Put it on your calendar. If you're sending your emails out on a Monday or a Friday, have a draft ready by Monday or Tuesday. Get get some feedback and you know shoot it out on wednesday or if you've got it going out on friday have like your final draft ready by wednesday get the feedback make your final tweaks and schedule it schedule it and get it out it's better just to have something you can always refine it and tweak it it's not going to be perfect the first time and if you've never sent an email out then your email user base is not going to be expecting it it's going to take some time don't expect to have stellar results within your first three or four tries but i tell you If you can stick to it, it's a great way to stay front of mind to your audience. And, you know, especially if you're trying to solicit to grow your your social audience and things like that, they kind of work all together. And then all roads lead back to your website. Um, I have a note here. Gaia GPS, meet Gaia Overland, the best overlanding map you can put right in your vehicle's dashboard. Uh, yeah i i took a i just copied down one of their subject lines from one of their email um, uh, newsletters they 're a competitor kind of to onex off road so it 's good to check out uh, similar companies to each other similar companies to yours. The best way to know what you 're up against is to see what they 're all doing and you know there's no there 's no perfect way to do email marketing it 's really going to depend upon the voice and the character and your personality of your brand. So don't try to just duplicate or replicate what somebody else is doing, but take some cues, some notes. A lot of these companies have been doing this a long time. So they're going to have a pretty good formula. So look at their format, look at their imagery that they're using, their calls to action and how it's laid out. So maybe try to mimic some of that style, the flow, but make sure that you're being, you know, using your own unique voice and you are uh, ha- you have your own compelling value proposition that you're that you're conveying through this messaging. So wow, I kind of blew through that pretty quick. 25 minutes. I was trying to keep this under a half hour because I think the first one uh, was around the same. trying to keep these two digestible bite-sized podcasts so that you can listen to it, try something out. And move on to the next task in your life. I switched up the intro music. I hope you liked it. I might be experimenting with it. If you have any questions, please, please feel free to reach out to me. You can just go to the com. That's overlandmarketingpodcast.com. And there is a contact page. And there's also... Um, I don't know if I actually have the social media up yet. Actually, let's take a look here because I I should know that. I should know that. But this is a new website that I built just for the podcast. So, yeah, if you go to uh, the contact page, you can drop me a line through there. Also, you can subscribe to the newsletter that I have set up and that I will be pushing out. Um, we do have some social media icons, but I haven't actually set up any social media accounts because I, my company is press check marketing. So, uh, you can, you know, connect with me there. My personal brand for my own, uh, YouTube and Instagram is urban armed. So I will have those links up on the website. If you want to connect, uh, go to the contact page at overlandmarketingpodcast.com. I have the address and phone number as well. So thank you for listening. I appreciate your time. If you have any specific topics you'd like me to address, uh, also feel free to shoot me an email. Uh, the ones I'm cooking up right now are basically around content strategy, uh, specifically blogging, podcasting, video content. I'll probably break those down into their own little silos. And then also we're going to be talking about probably either in the next podcast or the or, the, or number four is Uh, response attribution, uh, media mix analysis, tracking, tracking your your campaigns through Google Analytics and other pixels that you can install on your website, tracking through Facebook and whatnot, uh, including TikTok. So if you're doing any any outreach or you're spending time on social media marketing, you can start looking and visualizing that. Uh, There's some great platforms out there that you can use for reporting and real-time analytics, uh, as well as, you know, some of the free ones that uh, might require a little bit more in-depth knowledge and training, uh, like you know Google D- uh, D- Data Studio, it's one of the ones that I use, is the Google Data Studio, and that one's free. That one ties in with your uh, Google Search Console, Google Analytics. Uh, you can really connect in a lot of data sources to visualize how the user experience is for your visitors from everything that you're doing on you know, back to your website so on and so forth. So those topics are of interest. Make sure to hit the subscribe button on the uh, podcast app, whatever you're using. And yeah, until next time, I will catch you in the next one. This is Josh, and I'll see you later.